10, 9, ignition sequence start. 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, 0. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Liftoff on Apollo 11. Three minutes before Armstrong and Aldrin touched down on the moon, Apollo 11's lunar lander alarms triggered. Red and yellow lights across the board. Our astronauts didn't have much time, but thankfully they had Margaret Hamilton. They needed her too. Even before her software salvaged the moon landing, Apollo 8 crew member Jim Lovell accidentally deleted all navigation data they generated less than a week after they left the Earth. Yeah, imagine going to orbit the moon without a map. And that's exactly what went down here. Hamilton, who led the team that created the flight software, feared that something like this would happen. Some thought she was paranoid, but she had seen her daughter do the same thing while playing with the simulator. When she asked to create code to prevent this before the mission, she was told that the astronauts don't make mistakes. But they did. And when it happened, she and her team had to create and upload new navigational data to get the Apollo 8 team home. Their margin for error was zero. Just a single mistake in their work, and the first people to orbit the moon would be forever lost in space. And keep in mind that at this time, software engineering wasn't even a field yet. There were no textbooks to follow. So as Margaret says, there was no choice but to be pioneers. Luckily for us, Margaret never stopped pioneering. And she symbolizes that generation of unsung women who helped uh, send humankind into space. Her software architecture echoes in countless technologies today. And her example speaks of the American spirit of discovery that exists in every little girl and little boy who know that somehow to look beyond the heavens is to look deep within ourselves and to figure out just what is possible. It's been half a century since MIT scientist, Medal of Freedom recipient, and the creator of software engineering, Margaret Hamilton, helped us get to the moon. And just last week, another MIT computer scientist, 29-year-old Dr. Katie Bowman, helped give us our first glimpse of a black hole. This week, we're going to talk about Dr. Bowman and the outlook and accomplishments of other women in science, technology, engineering, and mathematics, or STEM for short. And also, spacesuits. Spacesuits. This is 14 Speaks. I'm Jenny Holtz. And I'm Dylan Van Sickle. biotechnology class and also a biomedical science class and both of them I kind of just took because like my friend says that they were cool when they took it <laughs> but um yeah so I took both of those classes and they just like kind of opened my eyes to different types of science rather than just like being a doctor or a surgeon or something like that. Dana Savman is a junior studying biology with a focus on biotechnology at DePaul. She's also a member of Alpha Sigma Kappa, a sorority for women in STEM. It was only pretty, pretty recently that women started going to college for technical majors. So it's just, I think it's important to have a place where women who are interested in the same things can be um, friends with each other or, you know, have a, 
a place to network and to like share experiences and help build each other up. The DePaul chapter is only about a year old, but Safman already envisions an optimistic future for she and her fellow members. I mean, just recently we had MIT graduate. She was the one who was in charge of the pictures of the black hole. So, you know, things like that that have like recently come up are, I guess, a testament to groups and, you know, organizations like ASK where we just like encourage women to do what makes them happy. And if it's them, then that's awesome. Last week, a photo of Dr. Katie Bowman went viral along with the first image of a black hole. Dr. Bowman beamed next to the photo produced by her algorithm. And within 24 hours, the photo was plastered across social media platforms, and Dr. Bowman received ample praise from fellow scientists. And then came the trolls. On platforms like Reddit and YouTube, trolls tried to debunk Dr. Bowman's research and diminish her contributions to the algorithm. Her colleagues came to her defense and reiterated her importance to the discovery. Dr. Bowman herself is a team player. She never took full credit for the effort. Big projects like the Event Horizon Telescope are successful due to all the interdisciplinary expertise different people bring to the table. We're a melting pot of astronomers, physicists, mathematicians, and engineers. And this, was what, this is what will make it soon possible to achieve something once thought impossible. In other STEM-related news... This Women's History Month, a team of women were scheduled to go on a spacewalk. They were set to be the first all-women team to do so. It was supposed to be one small step for women, one giant leap for womankind, but the mission was canceled. And that team was actually just a pair. Two women, Anne McLean and Christina Koch, were all trained and ready for liftoff. But there were not enough medium-sized uniforms for the two women crew members. But both McLean and Koch trained using both sizes. One of the two, uh, McLean, did admit that the medium was, go figure, a better fit than the large. And two mediums were available on the International Space Station, but only one was ready for the spacewalk. So Nick and I went out the door a couple or last week and did a spacewalk. And at the time, uh, the suit that I was wearing, it fit perfectly. Um, I was very happy in it. And, uh, and Nick was happy in the suit he was wearing. We didn't want to make any changes. And, uh, and so I was planning on changing sizes on the second suit. And because everything went so well on the first one, uh, we realized, you know, hey, we don't need to inject any additional unknowns into something uh, that is as important and can be as dangerous as a spacewalk. It's very important that all of us are on, uh, able to work as efficiently and safely as possible. And so uh, uh, Nick and I swapped. So uh, he was scheduled to go out the door next week. Uh, and instead, uh, he and Christina went out uh, on Friday. They did an amazing job. They were absolutely the right team for the job. And uh, I'll be looking forward to going out the hatch again next week. Both women were experienced and fully trained, but one remark about mobility and McLean was replaced by a man. I mean, it, it was a bit of a setback with the spacewalk getting canceled, but it also caused a lot of, like, feedback. And I feel like that made a pretty big impact for, you know, what will happen next time or in the future. So just, like, in general, I think the involvement of women in STEM and technical fields, just in general, is... I don't, I don't really see it going away anytime soon. The mission could still happen in the future, but we've all heard that one before.
Thank you for listening to another episode of 14 Speaks. You can read 14 East Environment Issue on our website, 14eastmag.com. I'm Dylan Vansickle. And I'm Jenny Holtz. Thank you to Dana Safman for speaking with us. Thanks to our managing editor, Cody Corral, our editor-in-chief, Madeline Happold, and our faculty advisor, Amy Merrick. Cool. Cool. Thank you.